Welcome to Chuck and Anthony Ragnatalk, the uh, prestige format limited podcast series all about Thor Ragnarok, the greatest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Anthony Carboni sitting across the internet from Mr. Chuck Wendig. Hello, Chuck. Ahoy. How are you? I am 50% Halloween candy, I think. That's good. Do you, do you have a favorite of the Halloween candies that you like desire all the time? Yeah, we yeah. uh we bought nothing but king size Kit Kats and Reese's uh, cups. Oh, uh, good to choice to the children. Can I tell you a secret though about I just came back from fucking Canada. Yeah. And uh they have Kit Kats there and their Kit Kats are made by Nestle whereas our Kit Kats are made by Hershey. That's and, uh, weird. It's a it's a superior Kit Kat, I'm going to be honest with you. And I like Kit Kats here. Like I'm no no shame. Wow, they're they're, di- they're just different. They're just a slightly. But that's the thing, Kennedy, Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, 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 which is what we call Captain Kennedy, Kennedy. from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy, <laughs> Candy from Canada is uh, so much better. It's weird too, though. You're always like, none of the brands are brands you really know. There's like a Mr. Big Bar and a Crunchies. Yeah, and it feels like that's like some slipstream alternate reality shit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I went when I went to Japan. They had they had candy. They have American candy, and they're obviously obsessed with Kit Kats. Yeah, like they have a ton of. They do. They Kit have Kats. like Squid Ink Kit Kats. And yeah, they, strange. Yeah. Oh, uh, they have like limited edition sake yeah. Kit Kats right, and right. Sushi, uh, everybody's sushi had Kit them. Kats. Yeah, everybody's yeah. had the uh, the green tea matcha ones. Those are like kind of the famous Japanese Kit Kat. But they have all kinds of weird different candies. One was called like Black Thunder. <laughs> It was sure. just like <laughs> what? What is yeah. Black Thunder Kit Kat? Black Thunder. Well, that's not a Kit yeah. Kat. That's just a different candy, and it's just, just this, oh, just like, a different candy. Yeah, it's just this chocolate bar, but it's so good. Candy in other countries is just way better, and I don't way know better. why. I don't know. We do something wrong here. Like, uh, like I always go to the global food store in Glendale. Yeah, which uh, has like all kinds of weird, different stuff from around the world, and uh, they always have Arrow bars. Oh, yeah, they have those in Canada. The little, like, weird bubbles. Yeah, I mean, they got just, bubbles in them. Just bubbles. Bubble it's candy. So good. Yeah, it's not, and people are like, oh, it's like crispy, like a like a crunch bar. I'm like, no. No. It's just it's bubbles, dude. Just bubbles. It's airy. Oh, God. Have you had Wait. Tim Tams, by the way? Tim I Tams. love Tim, Tim Tams. Tim Tams are the best. I mean, not a candy, cookie, biscuit, quote unquote. But they got the, you do the slam. The Tim Tam you, slam. Where yeah. you turn a Tim Tam, you turn a cookie into a straw. Sure. And drink through it. Yeah. That's Milk Australian. Or, or whiskey, whatever you want. Whatever you want. We need more stuff like that. Yeah. The only candy that I think of here that you could use kind of as a straw is like a Twizzler or a Red Vine. Yeah. And who wants to do that? No, that's how you drink your activated charcoal smoothies. That's how you do it. Yeah. Just get them right in there. <laughs> oh, Chuck. Yep. This is a podcast entirely about Thor, Ragnato- only, Thor Ragnarok and only, only Thor Ragnarok, which sometimes means... We're actually a podcast about Planet Hulk. Why wouldn't you be? Why you 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 have to be if you're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok, and you have to be if you like good things. Yeah, if you don't like Planet Hulk, just get out. Uh, we we start off this episode with uh, with Thor noticing Valkyrie in the bar. Yep. They get into a bit of a tiff because he realizes she is a Valkyrie. Yep, Asgardian she, and Valkyrie. She's like, nope. Nope, I'm a scrapper, sucker. I'm a scrapper, and Asgard sucks, and you suck, and no one gets off Sakaar. Yeah. I like, so, though, that this movie is kind of this 
you know, for like, it feels like a goofy sort of fun movie, but there's stuff kind of going on there. And there's this great thing that goes around for all these characters where they don't know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. They've kind of lost their way, almost literally in some cases. And they're trying to figure out what their identity is. Thor, is he, you know, the God of hammers, the God of lightning? Is he the King? uh, Or is he just some random Avenger lost in the universe? Uh, Who is Loki? Is he actually a good guy? Is he just a, your standard Loki kind of trickster shithead? Uh, and she, you know, is she the scrapper or the Valkyrie? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of that, and it's all very good. And the other thing that I like that comes through about her uh, in this in this scene is we get to see a bit of, like, actual deep PTSD that's clearly there. Yeah, she's a little, she's got something going on behind her eyes. Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of a testament to Tessa Thompson. Um, uh, yes. Because... They don't get into too much of that. Even when they tell the story, it's told mostly in a very stylistic sort of flashbacky way later. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. But, yeah. Uh, so a lot of that PTSD that she's bringing to it and that depth that she's bringing to it is is definitely coming from an inner world for Valkyrie that she's creating in her performance. And I, yeah. I really love that. It's a very strong performance. She always gives very strong performances in everything though. That's I think why she should be in all movies yeah, somewhere. Just, just put her in everything put in the in background. Everything. Yeah, it's fine. I heard she's 15 of the 20 hidden ghosts in the background <laughs> of the haunting of Hill house. Yeah. I've, I've paused every frame looking for the Tessa Thompson's in the background. And that's why they're so damn spooky, Chuck. Yeah. They're so spooky. They are actually spooky, but they're the very is, spooky. They're very spooky. Okay, this is only this is a only, podcast entirely Thor. about Thor Ragnarok and so, Hill House, uh, Planet Planet Hulk. But uh, goddamn, Hill House was a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was as long as you don't care, as you pointed out on Twitter. Yeah. As long as you don't care that it has nothing to do with its namesake, it's an amazing show. Literally nothing to do with the book, The Haunting of Hill yeah, House. Nothing. Yeah, uh, I think if you're looking for an adaptation of the haunting of Hill house, the like 1999 Owen Wilson, the haunting is actually <laughs> is the better. Is he more authentic? Yeah. It's yeah. more based on the haunting of Hill house, yeah. but this, Oh my gosh, the, obviously we were, we were talking about different sort of styles of horror films a couple episodes back. Yeah. And, and how American horror is usually based on uh, something that's going on in society or something that's going on emotionally with the characters. Yes. Uh, and Hill House is all about like, it's hey, all that. Yeah. ghosts as broken family relationships. Yep. And it's so good. I will say this at the end for the for the ending in particular. And there was really no other way they could have wrapped it up with the way they were going. But they leaned a bit more into the family, the emotional family core of it and not the horror core of it, I think. Yeah, it leaned a little stronger on hope and sort of a mo- like the guitar playing over the thing. Yeah. Uh, was, did you hear though about the original ending they were thinking of doing? No. Oh yeah. You know when he's sitting there. For, this is a spoiler warning alert for really anybody who hasn't seen this yet. But it's past Halloween. What are you doing? What have you done uh, with your life? So spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Okay. One, two, three. Great. So uh, you know there's the scene where you're pulling back out and you've got uh, the the cake there in the two year mark of the sobriety check. Yes. And uh, they were going to put. In the background of that scene, as they're all sitting there commiserating over, you know, uh, the the success of this moment, the window from the red room that, <gasps> that is in every, you know, is in the yeah. treehouse, is in the music room, the um, the reading room, oh. the red room. They're going to put that in the background, just as a hint that they're probably still trapped in the house 
Why didn't they do that? Right, because that would have totally made the maudlin guitar like it would have like just sunk that. Just oh. that's a fish hook right in your cheek. Of why didn't they do horror, it? Horror, horror. Why? Yes. Oh, that's right? so good. Yeah. That's why? so good. Uh, and uh, you could have you could have gotten a second season out of that because they're still there. They're, they're still, still in the damn house. But now they're not. They're out. It's and that fine. would have made me feel so much better about like the the kind of lifetime slash yeah. freeform original exactly. picture ending that we got. The all about hope, poetic sort of. Yeah. Though I will say it was not it was not uh, it was not so emotionally hokey cheesy that it made me go. Eh. No, I yeah, I, did, I didn't check out. Ending. I was still there. Yeah, I, I, I still thought out. it was solid. I just. I just wanted it to lean. There were a lot of times in the series I wanted it to lean more into horror than into, gosh, I hope this family's okay. That's true for most things I watch. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? a little more horror. Here's what's up. That's not a real family. No. That's imaginary family. They're yeah. fake people, and I know that it doesn't matter if they're okay. Let's fuck them up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's fuck them up, dog. Yeah. Um, speaking of horror, uh, Thor's greatest fear, which he mentions in Doctor Strange's house. Yep is brought to life. About to come true. Uh, nobody cuts my hair. Nobody touches my hair. Unless that person is Stanley, which can uh, we just... Yeah, let's do it. Stanley cameos are no longer cameos. No. Uh, they are just Stanley guest starring. Yes. In Because they just get longer and longer. They do get longer. This is one of my favorites, though. I think it may be my favorite. It's good because I think they leaned into making it silly in a way that matches with how silly Ragnarok is. Yes. Yeah. It feels it's braided right into there. Whereas in some other Marvel movies, Stanley pops up and it's so jarring. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. He just pops up out of a manhole cover. He's like, like he is a haunting of Hill house ghost. Oh, he is just like popping up. Just like, hello. Wouldn't that be weird if he died like 10 years ago? Oh my God. Don't yeah. you even. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying. That would <laughs> don't be, you even, but it would be yeah, weird. It would be weird. And he just keeps popping up. Yeah, it just keeps, and it keeps happening. They don't plan it. He's like, uh, he's like the munchkin hanging himself. Oh God, that myth. Oh, that's terrifying. He's like, the, yeah. but do you remember there was also a myth? There was a, there was a bookending myth that brought it back in for children of the eighties. That was, they f- shot three men and a baby Oh, right. It was- On the same soundstage as the Wizard of Oz. Sure. And so in a window in the background, in a scene of three men and a baby, is the Munchkin ghost yeah. hanging themselves. But isn't it actually just a cardboard cutout? Yeah, it's something like, like a cardboard. something absurd. It's really ridiculous. I, yeah. I would have to Snopes it now, but it was one of those things that like, we rented three men and a baby multiple times and went frame yeah. by frame as best we could with a VCR at that point. Just to watch. Just, just to, to see. That. And our parents were just like, why do you like three men and a baby so much? <laughs> Is that what the kids are doing right now? I don't yeah. understand why they love that movie just getting so much. high on it. High on three men and a baby. Um, there's even a Stan Lee cameo in the new Spider-Man PS4 game, which solidifies where is it in the ps4 game i don't think i knew that uh there is a cut scene where mary jane and peter are at a diner oh right 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 and the cook is stan lee that's right i forgot about that which like i hope they put stan lee in a motion capture suit yeah 
I really do. Uh, I hope there's footage of that. But that also solidifies uh, Spider-Man PS4 as my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because no, I, you're right. It actually is. It's official. If Stan Lee's in it, it's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie. Though, and, but that, does that make Teen Titans Go a Marvel movie? Whoa. Teen Titans Go to the movies. He's in there, right? And it's a great cameo. Whoa. Yes, it does. It explode. Yes, it does. And now you can expect the Teen Titans Go ride at Disneyland. Good. Paris. Good. Euro Disney is going to happen. Euro Disney does the Teen Titans go. Uh, so yeah, Thor Thor gets his hair cut. And I like that they add in, we don't really know if they added in these slashes into his head or if I these hope are they like, did. Yeah. if these are like scars that yeah. are supposed to be from battle. Or from the Stanley horrible, like whirring blender knife he uses to cut his hair. Yeah, like what, how did they get, or are they stylistic? They're definitely stylistic. They look yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and Thor gets armor that's very reminiscent of like the 90s Thor costume. Right. Uh, which I really love. It isn't quite the 90s Thor costume. No, it's not uh, 90s enough. Um, there were about 50 different designs that were made for Thor's new battle armor on Sakaar. Wow. Uh, some of them very, very leaning into fantasy. Some of them leaning very, very into Sakaar's sort of uh, heavy metalness that sure. we've talked about before. Uh, there was an artist on Twitter who posted a lot of the work in progress stuff from it. And there was a lot of wild shit, man. <laughs> like shit that you know... Often when they design costumes and they design things like this or, or production artists, if you've ever bought like an art of blank, whatever your yeah. favorite movie is book, you see like the production artists are told to go as wild as they want to go for about a couple weeks. Yeah. And then, and then they rein it back to what yeah, reel it back. Usually what they initially knew it was going to be. Yeah. Um, which is one of the things that I think must be kind of a little frustrating about being a production artist is like, but it's also kind of, I guess, depending on how you look at it, the fun part, which is like, you know that you're going to spend two weeks doing the most out there shit. Yeah. And they're probably going to go back to basics. But by the time they go back to basics, because you've done a hundred different kinds of out there shit, some of those little details are going to influence that plain idea. Yeah. That happened well, I think at the start. That's kind of the reality of creating any sort of art or storytelling is there's always that those things where you're like, I'm going to swing, not just for the fences, but I'm going to try to hit the moon on this one and yeah. go as weird and as cuckoo banana pants as I possibly can. And then you do. And you're like, I can't, I mean, I can't do, can't keep that. Like realistically, yeah. we can't, you know, Batman can't die of cancer. Like, so it's, we're just going to like mean, reel he, that he, back. He can, but he can't, he can. but he yeah. can, but no, I can't do that. I yeah, can't, can't do so it. How do we, how do we find that thing? But then in a better way. Yeah. I'm working, I'm writing on some, I'm writing something right now with a buddy. And it's one of those things where as we're writing the first draft of the episodes, it's just like, we're writing it and we're looking at each other and we're like, all of this goes. Yeah. We know that, but just all of this it. goes, but yeah. let's see where yeah. we can take it right now. Let us wander. Um, but yeah, I love this Thor suit and I wish it lasted longer. Oh, he's, you know, he's so, he's a handsome, it looks right. It does. It, I mean, everything looks right on him. I d right. Like, that's but. one of those Hemsworth things. Oh God. He, like, and even in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which my guy just like, which he's one of the best things in that movie. Actually, the performances in general are really one of the best things. I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't quite as jazzed about 
the new Ghostbusters as I wanted to be. Same. Uh, but that's mostly just on the story kind of script uh, effects level, but the performances are amazing. There, yeah, and, uh, there are, there's some third act stuff in the new Ghostbusters that you know were studio notes. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. think, like, when you watch the credits, there's that, there's that musical number, and you know that that musical number was the original ending. <laughs> right. Like, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. And yet... And then you can tell that the studio was like, uh, when are they going to bust all the fucking ghosts? Yeah, exactly. This has to go somewhere. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, he was very good in it. And that's another one that was like heavily, heavily improvised. Yeah. Um, His comedic timing. To go back to the um, when he's with uh, the Valkyrie in the bar, Scrapper, and he does the whole little tiny little nod to feminist like, oh, I like women. And he just has this yeah. like, it's about time. And he, he's got that thumbs up. It's just this perfect, awkward moment where he's kind of constantly covering up the last thing he just said he does he does tough guy trying to get better yeah so well so well so well and you wonder like hey was that you as like a cool was that you as a, like a cool tough beautiful teen Chris yeah, i hope so i hope so uh there's a there's a great subplot on the good place this season uh, about uh larry hemsworth larry hemsworth who's not real but is like not in the show <laughs> he's this yeah. perfect australian i think pediatric surgeon yeah he's this beautiful man but he's like the he's like the uh the black sheep of the hemsworth family yep because he's only a he's only a pediatric surgeon and the most popular like the most famous one in australia and he's <laughs> like puts him on the, the the low ranks of that totem pole yeah, yeah and he's just beautiful and wonderful but yeah i love this like I, I love this 90s Thor armor and I, I wish that it had made it to Infinity War, but I know that they were shooting parallel uh, and or they were in production parallel. And so like they didn't they didn't get the memo that the Ragnarok armor was going to fucking rule. I know more of that. Let's just put more of Thor Ragnarok in all the future. In movies. All movies. Um, so this is where this is where it all goes down. Yeah, this is. Just, I know we say it every every episode, but the this this oh. is the ba- best introduction. This is the best introduction. <laughs> all of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting in the we're sitting in the Coliseum. I love the uh, the weird pixelated hologram projector technology on Sakar. Oh, I know. And when he when the Grandmaster is projected like thrust into the entire center, it's really really yeah. amazing. It's a it's a beautiful, well designed scene. We've got Loki sitting up in the box. Yep. Uh, because once again, we still don't know what Loki's relationship is with the Grandmaster, or like what nope. kind of position he's talked himself into. Nope. But he's literally sitting at the Grandmaster's left. So he's just there. He's there now. <laughs> he belongs there. Um, it's back, fine. Background of this. Of this scene, this is the box that has the background art from a Fantastic Four issue from the 60s. It's oh, does the, it really? Uh, yeah, this is a, it's a splash page, a two-page splash of the thing holding a giant gun. Uh, and that becomes the metal work that's painted on the background of this oh, box. Whenever, okay. whenever they needed texture in Sakaar and they weren't going to build something 3D, whenever you see a pattern painted on the walls, it is some sort of Jack Kirby art. Uh, Um, excellent so yeah we got that uh and then in comes the champion the champion the big Uh, guy the big guy himself green puffs of smoke now 
here's what I here's what I don't get. Yeah. So Loki is like, look, nobody beats the champion. Like, let's you know, let's work on a plan. Let's do this. He's been there for a few weeks. He didn't know the champion was the Hulk. Nope. Nope. He didn't get that memo. He didn't get that. He did not get that memo. He must have been. He. I guess he's been sitting in the in the in the bar reception area. He's just been drinking, maybe just partying and drinking. Yeah. Uh, but when he sees it, his reaction. I mean, they all have Thor's reaction is obviously wonderful. <laughs> but he is he's so excited he's so so excited he's just excited eager and thrilled but loki's reaction is so wonderful just like the quiet hiding of his eyes yeah just like oh boy yeah. uh, and this is where we get the famous line uh that was given by a kid who was on set who was a make-a-wish kid no kidding yeah that's the that so the story goes there was a kid visiting set. That was his that was his wish for make a wish. And he said, Thor should say that's my friend from work. <laughs> and they put that's it so in the good. movie. Yeah. Because that is what happens when you're on an improv heavy set where people right. feel like they can just say things. They can say things and do stuff and just let it fly. So this is now where we want to talk about Planet Hulk. Yeah. Because this is Planet Hulk on one level. Right. Um, right. On a, another level, it's definitely not Planet Hulk. No, no, this is definitely not Planet Hulk. Again, way, way too much fun. Yeah. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk is not a fun. I mean, it's fun to read. It's amazing to read, but it's not like lighthearted. No, not at all. So Planet Hulk um, comes from the same general time period in Marvel Comics that Civil War comes from. Right. Civil War also made into an MCU movie. That's basically Civil War, but it's definitely not Civil War. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of Planet Hulk basically came from, yo, Hulk can't be here for Civil War. Yeah. If so what now? Whatever side has Hulk in Civil War wins. Yeah. Uh, but also Civil War would also just turn into all of the heroes trying to stop the Hulk because nobody's going to register the Hulk. Right. Um, there's so there's a lot going on. So they were like, "Well, what do we do?" Uh, so the idea is send Hulk into space, <laughs> which is you know a weird impulse, but it turns out the greatest impulse. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, so the inspiration, Greg Greg Pak was the writer. Bless him, Greg. Bless him we and keep you, him. Greg. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the inspiration for sending Hulk to an alien planet where he'd battle monsters as a gladiator came from Joe Quesada, uh, Marvel's yep. editor in chief. Uh, I love the idea from the minute I heard it. So I was blown away when they told me I had the gig and even more blown away when they basically cut me loose to create the whole world. And he does part of this, uh, part of planet Hulk is like a source book that just <laughs> tells yeah. the background of Sakar. Yeah. And the every, history, how yeah. it gets to be what it is. The yeah. different factions, different vehicles, yeah. different wildlife. He like, he wrote basically like an RPG source book for Sakar. God, that yeah. Someone should just put rules on it. Oh like, God, let's just play it, man. Let's you just could play. totally do it. You, you could, could totally, totally do, do a Planet Hulk. Um, so this starts. It starts in a couple issues of uh, J. Michael Straczynski's run of Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, where Hulk basically is going to stop a, a device that was planted by Hydra, and it turns out that device is a gamma bomb. Gamma radiation overloads him and turns him into big dumb hulk again yep 
Because in the comics, sometimes, we haven't gotten to this in the MCU, in the comics, sometimes the Hulk and Bruce Banner are the same person. Yes, and sometimes. And sometimes they are the Hulk that we know where they are fighting for control over this body. Yeah, and sometimes the Hulk isn't even Bruce Banner anymore. Yeah, like a lot of the times he is the Hulk. In this particular uh, time frame, he was Bruce Banner in the body of the Hulk. Yep. Uh, But he gets turned back into the Hulk spends three issues basically beating down the thing and uh, the human torch, at which point uh, Marvel forms their version of literally the Illuminati. (laughs) Yeah. Literally the Illuminati, which is uh, in the Marvel comics, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, Stephen Strange, uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards. Mr. Fantastic, yeah. Namor the Submariner. Yeah, who who later goes poorly. For yeah, Namor not Namor. really wanting to be a part of it. They try to get nope. uh, T'Challa in there, and T'Challa's like, no way, no yep. shadow governments. That's sort of against my whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, 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 they form the Illuminati, and they decide they're going to subtly influence, not control, by just any means. everything, everything, just a gentle. They're just the smartest and the best. And so yeah. they're going to subtly, oh, uh, Professor X is there. They're going to subtly influence events in the Marvel universe so they go the right way. And the best yeah. thing they it's could do fine. is launch the Hulk into fucking yeah, space. It's fine. Just put him in space. They love him. He can't hurt anything. He's our buddy. We love him, but he's a bad, he, it's a bad idea. So the idea is they're going to launch him to this beautiful, like, lush kind of forest planet where he can play and roam alone. Yep. It's the, basically the a farm sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. The farm upstate where my puppy yeah. went after, <laughs> after he got sick yeah. and he's oh, still Hulk with puppies. Wouldn't that be nice? That's uh, a good comic. <laughs> that's I mean, ba- like not crushing them, not no. juicing them like grapes, but I mean like a huggable, lovable. Hulk no, definitely puppies. act one and two Lenny, not act three Lenny. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Frog, yeah. <laughs> hug them and squeeze them and call them. Um, Hulk. So yeah, they they their idea is send the Hulk to a place where he can finally have what he wants, which is to be alone and roam and live alone, live with nature. Uh, the so they trick the Hulk into getting into this spaceship uh, by saying it's some sort of Hydra weapon that only he can stop, and he gets launched into space. It goes off course into a portal. Yep, and he ends up on Sakar, which is yep. a very different different yeah, not a sanctuary. It is definitely influenced way more by heavy metal um, yeah. and sort of barbarian comics and post-apocalyptic comics. It's uh, yeah, a horrible desert planet. Conan, it's Mad Max. It's, yeah. yeah, it's good. Uh, and it, at this point, the Hulk is the Hulk. Banner is yep. not there. Uh, and the entire run of Planet Hulk is basically about Hulk being conscripted into being a gladiator being yep. fine with it because he just wants to kill everyone on this planet anyway. Yep. And it's, that's a fraction really of the story. Yeah. It's just like the first slice that's of that the first slice massive of epic. Yeah. But, but it's basically, this is such a great comic. It's available in collected editions. Uh, it leads into world war Hulk, which yep. is so huge. So huge. Um, because it's, it's basically it's Hulk returning to earth. Yeah. To get revenge on everybody who <laughs> sent him into space because the Hulk yeah. basically lives uh, really an entire life on Sakaar. Yep. Uh, he rises to power. He rises through the ranks. He becomes not yep. just the champion, but the ruler of Sakaar. The ruler. Yeah. The leader of these people. Um, the ruler of. Yeah. Meek and Meek is there. 
Meek is not, not, I think we said that, but he's not this Meek. Meek. He's a very different Meek. Very different Meek. A, a very talky, very uh, warlike Meek. Yeah. Korg, cowardly, but then, and then it, and that turns. Yeah. Then, Korg is also there. And Korg is, Korg is, uh, there's a lot of Korg in Taika Waititi's performance of Korg. Like when I went yes. back and read Planet Hulk, I was like, oh yeah. Korg it's was recognizable. Yeah, yeah, Korg was always sort of this quiet pacifist. We do this because we have to. Yeah. Um, and and nothing about his mom's boyfriend. Though. Nothing about that. He Korg is not silly. There's yeah. nothing yeah. in Planet Hulk is silly. No, no, it, no. Uh, but anyway, Planet Hulk is absolutely amazing. Uh, and I think we talked about this in the original episode. Uh, when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, "Holy shit, they're doing Planet Hulk." Yeah, they're doing Planet Hulk. Um, in the books, the other the other gladiator that we recognize is not thor no um it is somebody else who is equally cool and we're gonna leave that you go read it it's it's a quick read read. it's only like i think it's like 12 issues or something yeah um but it's an equally amazing other gladiator uh but when i saw that they were replacing that character with thor I was like, man, this is such a good idea. And definitely- It is such a good idea. It a, works. A hundred different versions of Planet Hulk as a movie played out in my head. This, this movie is not Planet Hulk. No. But <laughs> uh, it, it, it gives you like the, the taste. Yeah. A little taste of Planet Hulk. And, uh, and it definitely works way better for the MCU. Planet Hulk does not work in the MCU. <laughs> no, no. Not unless you did a weird like Marvel Netflix series or something about that. That would have to- yeah, I don't know how you tell that story? Well, not in a film. Well, it was kind of like when James Mangold was like, "I'm making Old Man Logan." I'm like, "You're not yeah, making no, Old Man no, Logan." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're catching the whiff of Old Man. Logan. Old Man you're Logan involves a motorcycle chase through the skeleton of Giant Man. I don't yeah. think you're doing that. Yeah, I want you to do it. Are you gonna I want do? You to. Are you gonna do inbred Hulk babies? <laughs> are you gonna oh, do Appalachian inbred Hulk babies? Yeah, please. Because I don't think you are. No. Uh, but they they really do uh, they really do justice to Planet Hulk and a lot of the stuff in this movie. The same way when I watch Civil War, I'm like, this is not Civil War. No, but, but it gets it. But it gets it. Yeah, and and the emotional core of Civil War is there. That's the other thing that Marvel that the Marvel Cinematic Universe does so well is like there's a lot of real comic booky stuff that happens around the edges of Civil War. Um, some of it has to do with Spider-Man making a deal with the devil. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But what they got right was the emotional core of the two characters that had to be the emotional core of Civil War and their relationship. Right. Like they did a good job of building up Steve Rogers and Tony Stark's relationship. And it still uses Spider-Man as a bit of a fulcrum. Yeah. Uh, which is, again, an emotional point of the, the comic. Um, and it's while it's totally different in its expression in the film, it still gets it. Yeah. When, when they announced civil war, I was like, how are they going to do that without Spider-Man? Um, and then they brought in Spider-Man and even though they brought in Spider-Man, the, when I watched it, I was like, they could have done this without Spider-Man the way they did. Yeah, They could have absolutely. Uh, because Spider-Man is much more prominent in the civil Spider-Man was, was basically audience surrogate for civil war. That's true. Um, and in, in the movie he kind of is as well, but it's like such a weird, silly, campy thing that happened so quickly. Um, yep. So he, they, it, they didn't lean on him as much as they had to. This really does a lot of service to planet Hulk uh, in, in that like the Hulk's emotional core during this movie 
is number one. I think more than we've seen even in the previous entire Hulk movies. I agree. Yeah. This movie gets Hulk so much more right. Yeah. Again, a question of who are you? That that core uh, identity question of who these characters are, who they think themselves to be, and who they really need to be is is addressed with Hulk. Yeah, and and like even watching Hulk in this scene where it's like, no, I know who you are, Thor. Yeah. Oh no, I know yeah. who you are. Yeah. Still gonna beat your ass. I'm still gonna. Be, I'm not exactly a fan of the Avengers right no, now. No. Time to beat you down. Uh, I'm not a fan of humanity, and I'm not a fan of Bruce fucking Banner. Yeah. Uh, which is which is a cool thing, like because this is also Hulk is definitely talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that's some, that's new. His, yeah, that's new. And I and I had to go back and remind myself because if you read Hulk comics, you're so used to Hulk talking, right? Um, whereas that's not really something they've done a lot of in the Marvel movies. Yeah, this is a clear upgrade. Um, but having him expressing himself and being like. No, no, no! I don't, I don't like Banner, and I don't like you, yeah. and I don't like yeah, Banner. Go to hell! Yeah, it's it, it's really wild to see it, and and I I really do love Hulk, and I think Marvel did a, a smart thing in pulling Hulk back and not using Hulk in his own movies anymore. Yeah, he does. I don't know that it works. It, uh, eh. there, I mean, it's it's tough to do because I'm I'm actually a really big fan of Ang Lee's original movie. Sure. Um, which is not a great superhero movie. No, but it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a good film. It's a good Ang Lee movie. Yeah. Uh, and there are moments of it that I really love. There are these there are these things that Ang Lee did where the Hulk is just jumping and the wind is in his hair and he's enjoying yeah. being alone and being the yeah. Hulk. That's good. Yeah. That's right. That's uh, right. But like two hours of it is a little no. weird. Right. It's not enough. It's not, <laughs> um, not enough Hulk. Yeah. And, and so they, the Hulk is reactionary by nature. Uh, yeah. The Hulk is all about being provoked and, and, and getting stronger as he's being provoked and not being able to control his own emotions. And when he doesn't have a supporting cast like the Avengers around, it's not as interesting. So I like Hulk as sidekick. And and particularly Hulk as sidekick to Thor in this movie as Thor is figuring out that he's not the guy who comes in and beats things with a hammer. Right. As he's yeah, he's developing a little bit of maturity and it allows Hulk to have that same kind of growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Hulk gets a little lost too in the Avengers films. Yeah. Um just he I mean, as as is wont to do with any sort of big casty movie. You kind of lose a little. Everybody has to only a few bite-sized pieces of like that arc, that like you know multiple points in a character arc. They only get bits of them. Yeah. Uh, but this, you get more of that, and it's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, but mostly, what the Hulk gets right here is just a lot of punchy, punchy Hulk, just hulking out, just hulking out, man. Um, yeah. This is a really great fight scene. <laughs> it is. Uh, this is really great action, and the fact that what I love is they they give these moments where the two of them, each of them are surprised by the continuing strength of the other one. Right. Uh, Back and forth, they kind of go. Yeah, and you and you get to sort of see uh, that they are pretty evenly matched. Up until this point, we in this movie, we get whispers of people who can defeat the Hulk, but we have definitely been given in the MCU that early Marvel Universe uh, fact that Hulk is the strongest one. 
No one beats the Hulk. No one. No one beats the Hulk just by beating the Hulk. Yeah. So uh, this gives us a chance to really see how Thor and Hulk are matched up. Yep. Um, which is fun. It's one of those fun, really comic booky moments where it's like, let them fight for three pages. Yeah. Um, we also get to see everyone's reactions to how powerful Thor is. Yeah, um, and they 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 uh, to the point where they boo him in the beginning and begin chanting thunder. Yeah, as it goes, we get to see uh, we get to see Valkyrie surprised by it. Yeah, uh, and I love the way she just turns her ship and just like sits. Yeah, and drinks. She just hangs out like up above by herself. Out, it's so it's again it's like such a heavy metal sort of like the magazine kind of thing. She's just like there, just drinking. But it's like yeah, and it's it's another one of those. It's like how she has like the uh, bags of chips. Yeah. Like in her, like it's her truck. It's <laughs> her work it, yeah. vehicle. It is her work truck. Yeah. And so she's hanging out the back of her truck, like kicking her feet and, yeah. and having a beer and watching the game. Um, <laughs> seeing Loki and the grandmaster's reaction is also good. Loki is obviously terrified, but he's also like a little terrified by how capable Thor is yeah. without Mjolnir. He's surprised. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, of course, uh, nobody beats the champion. No. So, although I, it's important, I want to cover one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Though, is there's that tender, gentle moment where Thor puts out the hand and, you know, it's like, sun's oh, getting God. real low. <laughs> oh, and it's just like, he's like, ah, he's a very poor substitute for Black Widow, but you can feel like he's trying to sell it. And then right at the end, <laughs> he does this smarmy, like, car salesman smile. And that's, of course, when, you know, puny God, he gets, uh, and Loki... Is very exciting God. Uh, to watch Thor get tossed around. Yeah, just the, yeah! Like, yeah, <laughs> just like a dog with a, a a rope toy. Just whap whap whap. So I, good. I love I love Loki. Just like there now, you know. Yeah, now you know. Yeah, now you know. And then the Grandmaster's like, all I wanted uh, to do was take over the Earth. That's all yeah. I wanted. Simple. And then I had to sit through this. Yeah. Now you know. Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, but I do love all he really knows. All he really knows of Natasha's pattern patter is yeah. Sun's getting low. Sun's getting yeah. low. Slower yep. now. Did I get it? It's real. Low. Did I do it? Hands out. Hands out, buddy. Hands out. There's a there's a, there's a little bit of a, a an emotional subtext to that Thor that maybe you're not getting. Yeah. No. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we get the uh, we get the deactivation, uh, but we also get this really intensely powerful moment of Thor calling on his power, seeing Odin. Yeah. The first hint of it, uh, right? the thunder, like the, the power of the God of thunder is not the hammer. It is Thor, um, yeah. which is kind of Thor's journey in this movie. And we do get to see this initial activation of this power. Um, yeah. You get to hear the drums and you get to zoom in on that, you know, that bespoke Etsy eye patch of, uh, of Odin's, but we don't get to see uh, much more of it than that. Be- nope, be- just a just a little hint before the uh, before the match is called, uh, and we go really briefly for literally just ten seconds of this. Yeah, back to Asgard. Yep, uh, to see what Hela is doing, and God, <laughs> God damn every mo- every movement, Hela, every gesture she makes in this film, Hala for Hela, her exasperated like waving of the arm. Yep, yep, where she's like, well, go. <laughs> Go, yeah. Go then, send the army, duh. <laughs> duh, what, I know, like, why are we even, 
talking about this. Why are you coming to me with this? Uh, uh, she looks so droll and so irritated. Droll. It's great. Uh, and it's about to transition into like a very good job interview. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. we will, which we will see we'll next time. But it's a nice, it's just that it shows you how perfectly broken up this film is. It really is. It continues to be. I keep waiting for the 10 minute chunk where yeah. we get to go. Aha. Didn't or happen. The seams are showing. No. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, not yet. Uh, not yet. This, God damn it. This is a really fun, action-y portion of the film. Uh, it is. Not a lot goes down in terms... Well, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. So much goes down in terms of plot and character. And it, it's, it's a great example of how that stuff is folded into the action. And, and that's, that's art, man. That is art That's fucking that. art, my that's dude. That's fucking art. It's not just two. It's not like a, you know, we're going to sit at a diner and talk it out. And just like hash out expository yeah. points. I mean, this is like it's all braided right in there. Yeah, there's Beautiful. there's never the economy of this movie is just amazing. There there's not a moment that goes unused to the fucking max. No, as we continue to see and will continue to see. Um, people uh, people have been saying lovely things about the show, Chuck. I, I want to hear them. Um, I want to hear them. Uh, first of all, people have getting back to us about charcoal. Charcoal? Yeah. Okay, let's hear this. Charcoal. Um, are there people drinking charcoal? So, there are medical reasons that people would be given activated charcoal. All right. People are people are letting po- us like know. A poison? So, like a yeah. poison thing? Uh, but like that's like that's not you drinking it. That's not like, oh, I'm going to go, I have a lot of poison in me. No. So I'm just going to go drink it. This is usually given in concert with leeches or, um, yeah. you know, g- getting a small hole in the right portion of the skull to let the spirits uh-huh. out. Trepanation is a is a valuable trepanation. Thing. That's what it's called. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, yeah. professional writer Chuck Wendy. You got it. You got it, man. <laughs> I, I I'm just full of words. All of them. Full of words. But yeah, um, there are there are a couple of people that are like, yo, a medical professional will sometimes give you activated charcoal, but drinking it every day for detox, absolutely yeah. not. Um, yeah. This is not this is not some Gwyneth Paltrow goop. This is not what we're talking. Although about. somebody did write to us like, but goop. Alan DeHaan was like, but Goop said? <laughs> no, do not. No jade yoni eggs. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing. There's nothing no like that. Weird spirulina enemas. None, stop that. None of that stuff. Uh, Chrissy on Twitter says, adding Ragnatok to my list of podcasts to listen to while I commute to and from work was my best decision ever. That's right, Chrissy. It was. And thank you for recognizing that. Tell everyone. Um, which like on one level, like that is some great praise. And on another level. It is. Make better decisions in your life. Don't don't say that to her. Just you know let what it, I mean? just let her. No, you know I what? love. I mean, you're right. I love don't, it, like you're right. But I want but. you to like. I want you to make an even better decision. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want you sure. to make a like. Just just keep making good decisions. Let's let's say this is the start of her very good decisions. Yes, right. Build on this. Yeah, build on us. We're just the foundation of great things to come. Uh, Franklin Taylor says, "Thank you for the sweet smell of fall garbage episode. I had never heard of mummers before." <laughs> Yep. Uh, as an aside, have you seen Solar Babies? Which hell yeah! I've oh seen. wow, yeah, Jason. Uh, what the hell's his name? Jason, Jason Patrick. Uh, Jason Patrick. Yeah, who I believe yeah. was he was fresh off the Lost Boys at that point. Fresh off Lost Boys. Uh, yeah. Jamie Gertz was also there, fresh off Lost Jamie, Boys. Jamie Gertz. Um, it was really Jason a Lost Boys reunion. It really is. If you haven't seen it, uh, Solar Babies is post-apocalyptic. Yep. Kids who have to play some sort of roller derby esque game for water yeah. rations. It's fucking. Beautiful. It's like Junior Mad Max. Yeah, it's very good. 
Uh, yeah. Dan Walsh says, just starting, got caught up on Ragnatalk, and what a great podcast. Uh, thank yep. you, Dan. Thank you. Uh, Brian Larson says, can Ragnatalk with Chuck Wendig and Anthony Carboni become a regular thing with seasons and shit? Uh, because this show <laughs> is the bomb for my soul that has to deal yep. with gestures vaguely at everything. <laughs> yeah, just right. I get that. I get that. You know what? This is, it's that way for me, too. Um, yeah. Thank you all for sending in so many wonderful things. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Some other, uh, Kevin Scott. Oh. Love Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott, uh, Star Wars Talented and Doctor fella. Who, comics and books writer, Kevin Scott. And he's got a very deep, rich voice. Have you heard him speak? He does. They have him, uh, he just they have him host things on the BBC. Good. That's good. And when they I didn't do, know that they should. And when they, they do, should. he's like, he's there with his beautiful Kevin Scott voice. But it's, oh, it's, it's uh, I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Scott. And so it's lovely to hear that Kevin Scott has been listening to the cast, the, the, the cast and, and really enjoys it. Um, hell yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for leaving you. your comments. Thank you all for emailing us at Grandmaster at ragnatalk.com. And of course, thank you for not mentioning episode two. You sons of, don't even. Uh, next time. People have mentioned it. Don't, don't mention it. Don't mention it. Uh, ne- don't drink activated charcoal. Don't mention it. Don't drink activated charcoal. Be sure you've subscribed. Next week, we, uh, we are going to get, I believe, a beautiful heart to heart between our, oh, yes. uh, between our, our God boy and our green boy, which is really lovely. Uh, so you're going to want to be around for that. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you, Anthony. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Okay, bye. All right, bye forever. <laughs>